recommended speaker is Aaron F. from San Diego. Aaron R. My name's Aaron. I'm an alcoholic. Let me just kind of absorb this. Such a small meeting. Obviously, I'm a little nervous. Um, I'll be the first one to say I did not want to do this. But uh, obviously, my primary purpose is trying to carry the message to alcoholic who still suffers. Welcome to all the newcomers. Uh, definitely a new way of life. Uh, a little uncomfortable up here. So let me just again absorb this. Um, I'll disqualify. Uh, I had my, you know, my first drink when I was about 12 years old, and uh, we could just say that kind of lasted for about seven years. I didn't know that I really suffered from, like, the spiritual malady, as, like, the book kind of talks about, and that I really had, like, a, you know, a perception problem with, like, reality and, like, kind of what, what situation and, like, life had to bring. Um, the drink did something for me that it doesn't really happen in the average temperate drinker. Like, it shut my head off, you know, like, my insecurities, uh, my fears self-esteem like all the things that like i guess normal people like just deal with like that kind of went away um i wasn't powerless obviously in the beginning of uh my drinking career and that kind of uh escalated onto bigger and better things um I, i had a lot of fun like i'm not gonna lie like i had a lot of fun and um i definitely crossed this like imaginary line where, like, my willpower to, like, not drink, like, or be, like, a normal person, like, that just kind of flew out the window. I mean, obviously, if I had the willpower to take a drink or, like, do it in moderation, I wouldn't be standing in front of all you beautiful people, you know what I mean? I would, uh, I would be out, and I wouldn't be in AA or have a purpose of being here, but that's not my case. Um, I'm absolutely powerless over alcohol. Um, and what powerlessness really meant to me was, like, despite everything that, like, I would do in my career of drinking, like I would still pick up a drink. Um, and I, I didn't really get that. It took a lot of like consequence for me to like kind of see like where that like took place in my life. Um, you know, high school, I had it somewhat together as you will. Um, a, lot, a lot of partying, like a lot, a lot of, a lot of going on. I knew that like, this is what I wanted to do. Like, alcohol was my solution, you know? Like, this is what, this is how I, <laughs> you love that bell, dude. You're so good at it. Like, every, you're just so good at it. No one's going to do a better job than you at that bell. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so, yeah, um, unmanageability and powerlessness. Like, that, like, obviously, I couldn't see that, like, in my, in my, in my active alcoholism. Uh, I thought that I really like to party harder than everybody else. I mean, obviously, you guys like to party harder than everyone else because we're all in a room of AA, right? Um, but, like, that that's really, like, how I perceive things. Like, that I like to, to have more fun than the average individual. Um, it got really dark. It got really out of control. Like, I, I mean, it, it was a depth that I never thought I would feel. Um, within this, like, powerlessness, like, my life was, like, absolutely becoming unmanageable, but I was, like, failing to, like, look at it, or I couldn't comprehend, like, what I was doing, um, spiraling out of control, uh, so, I don't know, I got a DUI at 19, um, everyone has a DUI, right, like, whatever, not a big deal, like, that's, like, literally how I got, like, when I got out of the jailhouse, I was, like, walking, I was, like, let's just not do that again, right, um, cause every, like, I, I just thought that was normal, you know what I mean? And, um, 
Oh, I remember, like, I was so, like, strong. Like, let's not do that. Like, I don't need to do that again. And then, like, four days later, I'm doing the same exact thing. Like, no matter how hard I would try, I couldn't, like, fight the battle. I couldn't win the battle in my head to not, like, do these behaviors. Like, I couldn't comprehend, like, what needed to happen. I didn't have a solution. Um, so a month passed, and I blacked out behind the wheel again and got a second DUI. This time was in the accident. Um, you know, thank God, like that woman didn't get hurt, but like, that's part of my story. Like, and I wish I could stand up here and tell you that, like, I didn't pick up after that, but like, that wasn't sufficient enough reason for me to stop. Um, and I, I mean, that kind of kept continuing for a little bit more, but I knew that I had a problem. Like this was the first time that I was like willing to like, look at my mess. Um, but I was in jail this time, like, damn, like really don't want to get sober because like the judge is like you go to rehab or like you do time and like it was like an ultimatum and i remember going back to my jail cell and like thinking like damn i just want maybe i'll just do my time get out and like continue to get like loaded stay drunk like those were normal thoughts that i had like i remember how like strong i was and then um i don't know something came over me where i was like i need to turn like i need to make a change like i don't know what to do so the, obviously the courts prescribed me AA. So like I was invited here by the courts of San Diego, like a judge telling me like, hey, like you should probably check this out. Actually, you need to check this out. Um, so I came, I came to AA. Um, I don't know. I knew I wanted to stop, but I didn't have the means or, or how. You know what I mean? And people were talking about God and these twelve steps, right? And like, um, is that the right one? I was like, 10 minutes left, damn. Um, <laughs> uh, so coming into the rooms, <laughs> sorry, like, dude, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bell guy, awesome. Um, people showed hope around here. People had a solution that I was unfamiliar with, like 12 steps, like, okay, I understand I have a perception problem. Like, I get that. Like, I, I understand that, like, I see things differently because my solution is is getting heavily, you know, heavily intoxicated, which normal people don't do, like, when it comes to the drink. I can't stop. I have an obsession. People shared hope. Um, but, again, it was the word, like, God was being thrown around. Then, like, the basket came around. I was like, damn, like, God. Okay. I did have this fundamental idea of what God was, like, as the book talks about. But I needed to, like... Um, really jump into it and concede in my innermost self that I had this thing, like this ism, this alcoholism that's trying to kill me and like a progressive illness and like getting into the readings and like being able to identify with people around here, like that really helped me like qualify as you will, you know what I mean? And um, people shared hope because like I remember just hearing a story and like I know this dude is just like me, but he's sober and I'm not. Like there's a solution, obviously. So I got into the work. Um, I'm beyond mental, you know, mental aid beyond the first drink. So like admitting that I'm powerless was like my first step in recovery, right? And then coming like that a power could pop, like restore me to sanity. Like I didn't want to drink anymore. So I prayed about that every day, all the time. And the obsession was removed. That was like my tangible evidence that there was a higher power like willing to work in my life. Um, Cause I'm coming from a hopeless state of mind. Like 
Uh, I got here at 19. My sobriety date's 11, 19, 11. Um, I'm blessed. I worked the steps. I, I found a higher power. Like, the steps were designed to, like, get in touch with, like, a God. Like, it, it was a big deal for me because, like, it was, like, this is my solution. Okay, I'm desperate enough to try. Um, and that's exactly what I did. And uh, I'm, I'm extremely grateful today that I have a, a higher power to do business with. Like, turning my will and my life over to the care of God, like, is a, a big thing, like, every day for me. And, like, continually, like, to try and seek this higher power and, like, do His will on a daily basis. Um, you know, what, four and a half years of sobriety, like, I just have experience, like, sober. Like, it has not all been on an upswing. Like, I've done some, some things that I just... Thanks, dude. <laughs> that, uh... That I'm not entirely, um, you know, not not on spiritual progress, as you will. But um, every time, like, AA has never, like, failed me. Like, I, I just know that I have to get into this work and stay here and put my hand out and try and be effective in, like, all my affairs. Um, and I sponsor a couple guys, which is a gift. Like, I'm able to give back and, like, get these guys in the solution. And, like, that's, like, my, that's how I show gratitude towards my higher power is, like, trying to, be effective and like really work in another individual's life. But like, I don't have the power to keep anybody sober. I don't think these meetings will always keep me sober. Like it's ultimately like a higher power. That's the only thing that really stands in front of me. And like that first drink is like spiritual means. And, um, I'm extremely blessed for it. Extremely grateful. Um, you know, welcome to the newcomer. I can only, you know, suggest that you, you know, get a sponsor, work the steps. Um, it saved my life. I, I really believe I'm on borrowed time. Like, everything is an opportunity as I see. I try to remain optimistic, humble, work on my de- like character defects on a daily basis. But, I mean, th- those are, uh, <laughs> I, again, I have to turn it over to my higher power. I need help with these things. Like, I need help with this. And uh, that's the solution for me. So with that, I'll keep coming back. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in and listening to San Diego. They got it together over there. I'm Fernando Alcoholic. Let's go ahead and reopen the meeting with a moment of silence, followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Now we have Adam H. from Carlsbad. And our 10-minute speaker is Adam from Encinitas. Good evening, I'm Adam. I'm an alcoholic. And uh, very grateful to be here tonight. Um, great sponsorship. I pull up tonight and uh, pull up to my sponsor, drive down here, pulls into the 45-minute parking spot and backs up. Oh, you're not that special. So Just go on into the 10-minute speaker slot. But um, it's uh, this uh, this process is uh, has been something that um, it's been it's been more than been words can really put into. Uh, I just can't put it into words how grateful that I am for this program. Um, my sobriety date is September nineteenth, two thousand fourteen. Um, I'm originally from Kentucky. Uh, I. Uh, 
was uh, raised with three older sisters in the house. Um, and, you know, my dad is a uh, Baptist preacher. Mom is, uh, you know, a nurse. And um, so it was uh, it was definitely uh, literally Southern Baptist. And, um, you know, there was, there was <laughs> some, some uh, very serious people. And, um, you know, and for the longest time, ever since I could remember, um, I, I just always, uh, I never felt comfortable in church, never. Um, every time I would walk in there, I would listen to my dad preach, and I would see the way that he would carry himself behind closed doors, and I would see the interactions that went on, not to say that, you know, uh, he didn't present himself well, but, um, you know, when you're... When you grow up in that environment, there's a lot of things that you um, that you just take inventory on, just like I do now. And um, and so um, I never felt the presence of God um, in church ever. Uh, just never felt that connection. Um, and you know, I, I never felt quite right, uh, no matter where I was, what I was doing. I never felt like I just fit in. And um, you know, the only place that I felt at home was whenever I was playing some some athletics, you know, any sports. Uh, it was, for me, uh, basketball and golf. You know, it was something that I grew up with that it, it was instilled in me and competitive. Uh, I, I cannot stand to lose. And, you know, when you grew up with three older sisters, talk about smashing an ego. My sister would, would beat me in basketball. And, and, you know, and then it gets real bad because then, you you know, you, you lose. And then you try to pick a fight with her, and then you really, you really learn, you know, like, like how to lose. You lose a fight, you know, and that's, and it's, uh, it'll smash the ego real quick. So, um, you know, that, that is my experience was that, 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 you know, when I could, when I could seek refuge in that, um, you know, that was, that was at that point what I felt like I only had, you know, and, um, so I, I kind of, I grew up in, in my, um, my first experience with drinking was uh, was when I was, you know, probably 12 years old. Um, I remember, uh, you know, being with a friend the night after church, and uh, and my friend, you know, we decided to go down to the park and we drank a uh, uh, a full water bottle full of uh, Captain Morgan, and uh, you know, and and I, I'll never forget throwing up in the toilet the next the next morning and saying I'll never do that again, and. Uh, and that next weekend, I was I was back at it, and um, you know I, I I just couldn't stop. And um, you know, whenever I was 17, I was arrested by my brother-in-law, DUI, uh, possession, paraphernalia. You know, um, I it was just it was you know just absolute catastrophe throughout my 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 whole life, and. Um, I got another chance. Uh, you know, people told me to straighten up. Um, you know, we love you. Can't you? Can't you uh, get your shit together? And uh, the love wasn't sufficient enough for me to stop drinking and using alcohol. Um, it just wasn't. And um, you know, I, I got another chance. I was able to stay dry for a little while, but I was so miserable. Um, and uh, you know, I, I got a, several golf scholarships. Um, I signed a letter of intent. Uh, to play at Eastern Kentucky University. I played there for a couple years until uh, the wheels fell off and I just ran it into the ground until I could no longer 
uh, I just I couldn't do anything on my own. Um, and you know, for years of in and out of treatments, I, I couldn't I couldn't get sober. I couldn't stay sober. I couldn't actually imagine myself ever putting any any days together. I just I didn't understand how people could really be sober and be happy. Um, it didn't make sense to me. And uh, you know, I I finally came into this program. Um, and it's it's where I I learned pretty much everything that I know today, which isn't much, um, you know. But what I did learn uh, was was how to be honest and um, and you know and to, to get vulnerable with guys, you know. And and uh, if it wasn't for coming into these rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous on uh, obviously not on a on a winning streak, um, you know, I. Like like one of the token takers said, you know, I, I was I was desperate enough. I got to the point where you know I I had tried to kill myself and um, you know drugs, alcohol, things that were going on. Uh, I just I couldn't I just couldn't deal, and I didn't know how people could find a solution to actually stay sober and actually live a meaningful and and have a productive life. And so I got into uh, the steps um, and. Uh, and I, I soon realized that all of the, all of the uneasiness, all the things that, that uh, never made me feel comfortable was that spiritual malady that I had deep down inside, um, you know, that I suffered from an illness of, of the mind, body, and the spirit. And, um, you know, until I got into these, these steps and I started working these steps and, and, and um, implementing them in my life on an everyday basis, um, you know, it became, it became evident to me how... Uh, how much more? Um, I mean, I mean, my, my life is, is amazing today, you know, and, and it's it's all because of Alcoholics Anonymous. I mean, um, I have some amazing people around me. I have meaningful relationships with people uh, that I love dearly, and, and that I know will love me dearly. I can feel that love, and um, and I can I can give that love, and it's something that I've never experienced before I came into these rooms. Um, so what I could say to the newcomer is you continue to come back, uh, you get hooked up with, uh, with a sponsor, and you work these steps. And um, what you'll find in these rooms are better than, than anything a bottle or a bag could ever give you. Thank you.